Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here. I'm the host of the Common Sense Show. We have a terrific show for you, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We need your help. Uh, spread the word here because uh, things are happening faster than we can report them. So uh, we need to, to help people be forewarned. Ladies and gentlemen, we're brought to you by the best storable food company in the world, and that's uh, MPS. And right now there's a, a four-week special on. And if you buy multiple four weeks and take the discount off of each one, you're saving tremendous money if you're looking to stockpile food. Bob Griswold declared on my TV show today, you need at least one year. At least. <coughs> Excuse me. Are you there? No. Most of you aren't. And that's okay. All you can do is all you can do at this point. How do you find out how good MPS is and that, see about that special and the 2,000 calories, the restaurant quality food, 25-year shelf life? Go to preparewithdave.com. Folks, this is not hyperbole. The food supply chain is disintegrating before our eyes. Look at the prices. Look at the packaging that's shrinking. Preparewithdave.com. Well, here we go into another show with John Wayne. No, not the Duke. No, the John Wayne broadcaster. Um, the Duke wouldn't know whether to poop or wind his watch right now. <laughs> We're in such dire times. These people, if they have any knowledge of the planet after they pass on, wow, they got to be rolling over in their graves, my mother and father included. But um, I've invited John on. We're going to share information, and I'll start. Uh, I wrote an article today. Remember, I've supported Trump. Now it's going on six years. Over five and a half years I supported this man. I've lost money. I've lost employment. I've lost status and reputation to support him. So anyone that says I haven't been loyal to him, you haven't been paying attention. But I wrote an article this morning where I eviscerated Trump. He's had multiple opportunities to act and invoke two executive orders, the Insurrection Act, and he had the support of 40 generals, foreign leaders. He's done nothing but hang his people out to dry. I wonder if Sidney Powell isn't going to be done away with. I wonder the same thing about Flynn, about McEnany. I wonder about them all. He's hung people out to dry without taking any prerequisite steps to challenge this election, challenge the criminal cabal that's taken over the government. He did nothing. And people worked tirelessly to file lawsuits, to protest, and he has done nothing. He's done nothing. And I'm so distressed. So I let him have it. And every word was meant and every word was deserved. Joining us, as I said, is John Wayne. John, I thought I would just use this as a backdrop and we can kind of jump on both sides of that argument as you see fit. Oh. So welcome to the show. And what do you think? Well, you know, I, I've, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, everything you just mentioned. You know, I've said for a long time that, you know... Um, I've stood by the president and everything up to this point, but I, you know, I'm well aware of history as well. And the one thing that I always kind of am drawn back to is the three world wars letter between, uh, from Albert Pike to Giuseppe Mazzini in 1871, who was a French revolutionary or an Italian revolutionary, excuse me. And how they wanted to detail the third world war. I mean, it's playing out to a T 
And if the president, you know, within the next, you know, what is it, six days from now, as of this broadcast, when we're recording it, if the president doesn't act to make some serious moves, I mean, I'm talking quick, hard, and, um, you know, with fashion, well, then he has sold this country out, and he will have uh, failed at his uh, positions of presidency, his uh, oath of office to defend this country because this country is in a full utter communist coup and it is ran by China interesting enough today I saw an article David said that one of the uh, chief scientists for NASA was arrested and charged with um, lending aid to China I guess would be an easy way of terming it you know and They've gotten everything within this country, and what is it? You know, they're saying 20,000 soldiers in D.C., okay? Well, the only thing I could see for that to be a good thing is if they literally, instead of trying to keep people out, they reverse the role and lock these people in and then root them from the, the capital and arrest them. That's the only hope of anything I could possibly see happening, but I don't know. I just don't know. And I'm like, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have a scrying mirror, you know, or a scrying glass. And for those out there that don't know what that is, S-C-Y, <laughs> what is it, scrying? S-C-Y-R-I-N-G, scrying. Um, it means to look into the future. I'm just going off what I see and what I'm trying to um, get a grasp for and feel. Right, you know, you've done an absolute amazing job over the years of your broadcasting, Dave, about the the communist threat and the complete subversion of this country internally through uh, espionage. And we're there now. So what I've heard is that with the borders, it sounds like they're starting to lock a lot of things down. And I saw a paper that was put a, a little memorandum on a door that was stuck the other day that somebody sent to me. I don't know where it is. I'll have to send it to you. <clears throat> and they're saying, you know, in two weeks here in the United States, in two weeks, everything is going to be completely on full, utter lockdown. You can't, you're not going to be able to go nowhere. You're not going to be able to do anything. And, and so they've gotten all the capitals now. Um, up in fear of an, uh, an uprising, an insurrection, or, uh, you know, raising the Capitol buildings. And they've got New, uh, New Mexico on a national emergency order, or a state of emergency order. And then um, you were saying, I, I thought it was Ontario, but you said it was Quebec, uh, Quebec, Canada, that is also now in full-form lockdown. I mean, this is the preamble to martial law, and if we've seen what we've seen throughout the past several weeks of anybody, of who anyone might have been there in the Capitol that got their fa their face uh, recorded, your ass is being arrested right now. Or you're winding up dead from a gunshot wound or found hanging in a garage. So, I, you know, Dave, I don't know where things are going. I'm very concerned, and I just need to reassert people hey man don't be the one saying i'm gonna grab the rifle and go run to the front lines and go save this country man no because you're not you're going to go become cannon fodder 
and you're going to get chewed up and spit out. You're going to have a grieving family. Okay, so that's a lot, Dave. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just no, no. Listen, I'm, I let you go because I want to hear what you have to say. It's interesting as we're doing this pre-record here. Uh, Paul Preston uh, is chiming in, and uh, he's dialed into the Trump administration. And Paul and I are very, very, very good friends, but I bet he's not too happy with the article I wrote because he needs Trump to get New California through, in my estimation. Mm -hmm. And Paul has done such a masterful job of organizing. Um, Truly, 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 he should be the governor of a state. I've seen what he's done behind the scenes. He actually had me cover uh, their biggest conference that they had, and Mike Huckabee was the keynote speaker. And I got to sit at the VIP table with him and some really cool people, well-known people, and they're great Americans. Huckabee's a great American. Make no mistake about it. And uh, I'm sure he's crying in his beer tonight, too. Um, well, you know, you know. here's how I see this, and, and I'm going to go down a parallel path to you. I don't disagree with anything you said at all, but I'm going to go down a parallel path, like a first cousin okay. example. Um these people have been begging Trump for, let me do the math here, November 4th to January the 14th. That's almost 10 weeks. Do something. The evidence was overwhelming. The criminal conspiracy was far and wide, and we dug up so much. I dug up a bunch of it here in Arizona. And um, people wanted to do something. And uh, I, I agree with you about the, what we talked about off air with the uh, January 6th riots. It, Trump said, go to the Capitol and peacefully protest. There is no instruction to riot. And we know, right. that, <clears throat> we know that Antifa was involved. We know. We know. In fact, what's on uh, Nancy Pelosi's laptop, from what I hear, our open dialogue she was having with organizers with Antifa. Oh, I don't doubt it at all. You know, so... Um, so I, I think, um, but to continue down this parallel path, um, I look at Paul Preston and the years he spent on New California, contingent upon, in my estimation, Trump being president. And we don't even get Trump to pull the trigger. No executive no, orders. No, no. He should have got the DOJ to investigate too. Barr, you don't want to do it, you're done. Number two, do you want to do it? No, you're done. Number three, do you want to do it? No, you're done. I don't care if you have to go to number 87. Do what the president told you to do. I mean, look at the look at the laptop with uh, Hunter Biden. How is that not prosecutable? And and why do the FBI people who kept this laptop for over a year still have their job? That's what I mean by doing nothing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I they, could keep they, going on about the stuff he didn't do. People, if you want to see that article, it's up at thecommonsenseshow.com. But, you know, Trump did nothing with the treason. He did nothing to Doug Ducey for conspiring with TGen um, to certify an illegal vote. And TGen wanted vaccines, and Trump was not making them mandatory. And so <laughs> then we got the Secretary of State here uh, in uh, <laughs> in Arizona, and she tweeted Trump was a Nazi. And that was the nicest thing she said. We found out she's she's backed up by George Soros and communist Chinese interests and our campaign donations. It just doesn't stop. And yet Trump did nothing to these traitors. 
Nothing. Well, the, state, I... the state legislature asked to be brought back into special session. And the governor here said, no, you can come back. And that was after the um, certification date with Congress. Well, what they, you know, the thing is, is he might have been set up there to make the, uh, you know, be the ringer to bring the formal all-out division into the open so that there can be um, full exchange of engagement, uh, mm. you know. I, but do you know what I know? This is not about you and me. This is general versus general. Oh, yeah. So, so inciting the people to a militia reaction is a fool's errand, and he knows it. Right. You know, and that's the thing. I, I, you know, I, I, that's, I've always sat back and I've said, you know, if he doesn't act or do anything at all, then obviously, yeah, we've been had. We've been had again. You know, and I'm going to tell you, folks, if we've been had this bad this time, this go around again, you know, I, I've said David's going to have to fall back on the American people to, to, you know, take the country and hold it and defend it. But, you know, at what cost? I'm going to tell you, it'd be, it'd be fields and fields and fields of bloodshed. See, that's what they want to do. You know this yes, as well I, as no, I do. You, no, but... you're right. They want us to draw us out in the open so they can imprison us and exterminate us. That's right. Let's just be, let's just be flipping blunt about this. Um... Paraded through the streets as they did those over there in uh, Poland and then taken to the ditches out on the edge of town, shot in the back of the head, and then covered over. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what they want. This is how they talk, and this is the way they speak. I'm not just saying this because I can say it, and oh, I'm cool, and I'm on air. No, man, no. This is about the fact of the matter that these people want to commit utter politicide and genocide yes. upon another group of people. I know. Well, like I said, my biggest anger and frustration that I expressed in the article I wrote, Trump hung out those closest to him who did the most for him. Sidney Powell, and here's the other thing I'm going to say this too. Trump is not going to survive. His family won't survive. They're, he's Tsar Nicholas. And these communists are going to kill him. They're going to kill his family. And you know, have you ever drawn the uh, correlations between Tsar Nicholas II and uh, the Trump family? And the Democratic Party involved compared to the Communist Party? Yes, I've done all that. Right, right. You know, uh, I just, you know, I was saying that about seven months ago. I was saying, hey, man, I'm starting to see some really weird coincidences just drawn between uh, Tsar Nicholas and President Trump. Yeah. Let me digress for just a minute here. I want to get your reaction to this, okay? Okay. Did you happen to see the interview with Leslie Stahl and Nancy Pelosi? No, I'm glad I missed out on that one. No, I you're guess. not. I don't no, you, no, 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 okay. no, no. You want to see this. Trust me. Go to YouTube and find it because you need to see I'll this. I'll check it out. Well, I, I just um, said that in such a state of reasoning because I just can't stand. Well, you probably just ate something and didn't want to puke, and I understand that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Nancy Pelosi doesn't make anyone lose their lunch. But let, let me tell you what I saw in this, and I've watched it now twice in explaining it to someone, a third view. Okay. Uh, Leslie Stahl, who works for CBS, and those are the operative words, CBS. Mm -hmm. Leslie Stahl comes in, and 
she gives Nancy Pelosi 10 minutes of free reign to go after Trump and make all kinds of outrageous accusations. He's unhinged, can't be near nuclear weapons. He caused the riots. They did what he wanted them to do. Okay, and all the things we know aren't true. And mm -hmm. she just sat there, you know, lovely day in the park, la, 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 keep talking, Nancy. And then after she got the Trump stuff in, which CBS wanted, then there was a division. And hear me all the way through this because this is scary. Mm -hmm. Just to remind people, the revolutionaries that killed Tsar Nicholas and his family weren't around to enjoy the fruits of their labor. They got destroyed six months later in a second revolution we call the Bolshevik Revolution. And red Russians, white Russians, and it was ugly. Okay, keep that in mind as I tell the story. So now, mm -hmm. Leslie Stahl decides that she's going to swallow hard and start talking to Nancy. And she said, what about the stimulus money, Nancy? Nancy Pelosi. Well, the Republican obstructionists. And no, no, Leslie Stahl said, Nancy, you're an obstructionist. I about fell out of my chair. Now, remember, they've already got their licks in against Trump. And stay with me on this, because there's a real message to what CBS is telling us by the tenor of this interview. And Nancy started defending herself. And she said, Nancy, you know, let's look at something. You're 80. Your number two is 81. Your number three is 80. Why aren't you grooming young leadership? And oh, and Ocasio-Cortez's name came up. And uh, do you see where they're going? Um, we don't want centrist. They're not even centrist, but... You Democrats, Pelosi, Schumer, you types, you are not extreme enough for us. We want the extreme of the extreme. We want the squad. That's why Leslie Stahl got confrontational with Pelosi. That's why she brought up what she brought up about uh, grooming the youngers. They're going to bring us radical environmentalism like we have never imagined. And your civil liberties are going to totally be gone. And I'll give you this explanation, too. I reported on this a few years ago. Ex-Bernie Sanders campaign staffers started something called the Social Democrats. And this is where Ocasio-Cortez and the squad came from. They held auditions. In fact, you know what they were doing when they found Ocasio-Cortez? She was doing wet t-shirt contests in a bar in Brooklyn. And they said, uh, "Imagine that." Hey, hey, AOC, would you like to be a congresswoman? Yeah. What do I got to do? Well, here we're gonna have a little screening test. So they actually gave her the new Green Deal and had her talk about it after she read it. And they said, "Yeah, okay, we'll back you for Congress." But they didn't run her against a Democrat. They run her against a more centrist Democrat. I mean, they didn't run against Republicans. They ran against a centrist Democrat, and they did that in the primaries six and eight years ago. And then they've continued that practice. Now, just lately, have they started running against Republicans. So they want to infiltrate the Democratic Party with a radical agenda. And remember, this is Bernie Sanders' people. So this should make perfect sense. The New Green Deal, by the way, and this comes from Pat Wood, uh, was written in the um, Roosevelt administration by the Brain Trust, and he rejected it for being too extreme. So it's not, it's not new. Not Ocasio-Cortez by any means. That's laughable. So I think you see where I'm going with this. This is what we're going to have here. Once they're done exterminating the conservatives and the Christians, a la 1917 Russian Revolution, then they're going to go to the Bolshevik Revolution, 
and the Democrats are going to have a war with themselves. And the Pelosi's and the Schumer's and those will be exterminated. And then the radicals then the, will be in charge. You know, and I've uh, I've been listening to a few different people over the past several days, and exactly what you just said is exactly what they want to foment. And this person who said that they had infiltrated the Antifa movement said that these people that are up there now, these people like Ocasio-Cortez and um, Ilhan Omar, and you don't need to name the rest of them, but that those people aren't, aren't, aren't anywhere near as far left as Antifa wants to go and take things. And, you know, it gets back, you mentioned Bernie Sanders. Remember his one, uh, what was it, some kind of an advisor to some kind of part of his uh, campaign they caught him on an open mic one night, actually on a camera, drunker and a skunk in the bar, saying, well, you're just going to take him out and shoot him in the back of the head. You know, I mean, hey, man, this is what they're saying. I mean, anybody comes to take me out and shoot me in the back of the head, you're going to have a hell, of a, a hell of a time doing it. You know, I'm going to expend all the brass and lead first. If we have to go down to the sword, then we'll go down to the sword. I mean, the thing is, is... You know, that, that interview that with McInerney and that little uh, side corridor of what seemed to be an, a, socialite, uh, a, a socialite dinner, a socialite dinner, right? A, a small grouping of um, intellectuals or whatever. And he was standing there saying, hey, this is the, this moment where we're at right now is so pivotal that it's comparable to the invasion of Normandy, uh, the Battle of the Bulge and the Ardennes. Um, and people are going to have to fight for this country. You know, this, you know, McInerney, I mean, his, uh, accreditation list for all the stuff he's accomplished being a general, uh, specifically of the air force, um, in the air force just shows how true the moment really is. And, you know, Dave, like you were saying, you know, like our forefathers, you know, our, moms and dads, grandparents and grandfather, you know, grandmas and grandpas and everybody that, you know, the greatest generation, I guess, if that's what we want to call it, you know, tr are no longer around. Or if they are around, their minds slip to the point to where they can't remember. But there's just a very small select hand few of them folks left to, uh, left alive. And so once they're gone, we're going to be in a very extremely gray area because we don't have, hey, granddad, you know, what did 1932 look like? What was going on then? You know, is it anything like what we're seeing now? You know, we don't, we're not going to have that kind of uh, mentorship, if you will. And once we get to that point, I mean, no holes barred, all gloves are off. We are in a true gray point of reality. And it makes me think of that movie in which that guy was murdered, you know, called Gray State. I don't, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about that, you know, and I just, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm almost out of words. I don't know what to say. I mean, we're, well, I, I know what you're talking about. I'm all too familiar with it. And I'm here to tell you, my common sense says ain't going to happen. If there's going to be a conflict, and I think there will be at some point, it's going to be general versus general. It's not going to be what people do in their in their houses. Guard your yard. And I will say this. 
<clears throat> when they come door to door to get you, if, if people resist, they'll eventually have to stop because the losses would be horrific. That's right, Solzhenitsyn. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, and, uh, and I pray to God, I pray to God, we never have to go to such extremes. I mean, but by God, man. <clears throat> you know, I I'm think, sorry, you hit. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I got a frog in the throat here. I've been talking all day and all night, and and I have to tell you, the uh, I want to go back to what you said about the states and the state capitals. Um, they're setting up for a false flag, and I'm talking about the left. They need an excuse to come after us. They don't have enough of one. Right. So they need a pretext. <clears throat> and we're looking at something big coming. The FBI said, oh, we expect a false flag from the right. <laughs> nice cover story for where it's really coming from. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. Yeah. You know. And they had, I don't know if you saw the FBI press conference, they had these two uh, goombas up there yeah, um, trying to trying, <laughs> trying to answer questions, and it was just complete, it was asinine. They'd had these reporters call in and screen them through, and these guys, they, they didn't, they were such, so grabastic, they didn't look anywhere for professional FBI at all. These guys looked like screen actors, like, like they didn't, they, you know, Guild Award and I mean, come on, you know, uh, it's um, just, it's ridiculous. It's in our face. Mm -hmm. It is. And you know, yeah. if we, if and if we have to, you know, the next four years, try to ride it out the best that we can. Depending, I mean, the last, the last year was enough to fill up five years. Um, but if we have to ride it out for four years until the, re the elections come back around, but hey, man, not, you know, I don't think any of that is even possible after this point. You know, because this country will be completely subdued. Um, hmm. Maybe just flee the country, uh, go to Australia or uh, Paraguay. I've heard, uh, <laughs> what is it? I've, I've, yeah, I've heard uh, South America is nice this time of year. Adolf Hitler wrote it in his <laughs> memoirs. <laughs> yeah, so did number two for the Nazis. They found him there. Did you know? That? I mean, at least. The they found his housekeeper, and she knew his real name. Oh, yeah. Hunting, yeah, uh, yeah. The Hunting Hitler series. I actually interviewed the guy who was behind that, courtesy of Paul Preston. So it'll be interesting when I call Paul when we're done with this interview where things are at, but I think it's just more confirmation of what we're saying here. You're going to see these fake, oh, we're in trouble in the state capitals, and it's always going to be the, the Democrats that do it. I mean, uh, Grisham from New Mexico is a crazy liberal, crazy I mean, literally, mm -hmm. she's insane. She needs mental health services, and I'm not saying that lightly. I've heard this woman talk. She is nuts. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it, 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 oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to step on you, but, like, you know, look how fast this uh, incident in Nashville is just, you know, oh, it's gone, swept under the rug, nothing to see here. Um, and they plan on doing more events like this as the days persist, you know, up into the next six days. Go Ahead. I didn't mean to step. Yeah, no, no. I, I was just to uh, just going to reemphasize the point. That's all. You didn't miss anything. But the, um, the you know, goodbye, Trump. You were a great president for three years, and in the last year, you have sucked buttermilk. He let Fauci get away with his BS. You know, he let Gates get away with his BS. I mean, Fauci is on the payroll of Gates. No secret. That's conflict of interest. How is Trump not firing him? All he had to do was go on. TV, 
or have his press secretary, who's going to be in trouble too, have his press secretary show the conflicts of interest documents, and the public goes, yeah, I'd get fired if I did that. He needs to get fired too. But he, didn't even, he wouldn't even do that. He wouldn't even right. do that. Well, it's because I think, you know, it's all the big plan. Everybody stands to make money, uh, the pharmaceuticals, the um, furtherance of uh, depopulation and sterilization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, like I said, I, you know, for the longest of time, hey, man, I did back him. He was doing an excellent job the first three years. The fourth year, so, hey, man, you need to act and you need to act now. Um, and we were saying that. You know, what, two and a half months ago? And now here we are. And it's like, okay, yeah, you still got these people out there. Trust the plan, follow the plan. What okay. Plan? Yeah. What, 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 yeah, what plan would that plan? be? See, right. I get exactly. so tired of it, okay? I went on I do too. one of the social media types and I said, game's over. Oh, you give up hope. You have no hope. You, you, know, you know the routine. Mm-hmm. Trust the plan. He's playing five dimensional chess. Well, someone forgot to tell him that they stole his chessboard. And he has no plan. His window of opportunity was 48 hours after the election. That was it. And I said it at the time. Oh, no, he's got a plan. He has to let all of them get exposed. Yeah. Do you know when he should have really acted? Well, I mean, I do understand. You know, John, when he should have really acted? Do you remember when they were finding Trump ballots and in the woods and in garbage cans. Remember that back in October? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't he have declared the Insurrection Act right then? Should have done so something big. We're taking over this election. Here's too much fraud. Right. Should have forced the issue right then. The, the brother-in-law or whatever the hell of Ilan Omar up there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. driving around, videotaping all the ballots he's got laying in his back seat on his front dash in his passenger seat. I know. I mean... You know, uh, come on now. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I think that's what I think. I think he very well was probably, you know, went in there well with the well and most best of intent. But hey, man, just <laughs> you, you jumped into a cesspool, and it wasn't just a cesspool. I mean, this was quicksand, and there ain't nothing you're going to do about this. Amen. And this is where we're at now, you know. And <clears throat> it's not that he it's not that he intentionally sold the country out, but he failed to act. And with him failing to act, that was intentional form of selling the country out, <clears throat> not allowing us to maintain to be a constitutional republic. Now we're the United Soviet Socialists Republic of America. Yeah, I'm uh, having a bunch of people on doing what we're doing here. How do you feel in the betrayal of Donald Trump? And um, the answers I'm getting from people, both in interviews and preliminarily, are, are very similar. I, I interviewed Bob Griswold on this point this morning on my TV show. And he had, you know, he didn't talk about the same events as you did, but he comes to the same conclusions. And we all are. And we all see it. And it's tragic. Because Donald Trump was a man that I thought he had been a good defender at the Alamo, the last guy going down. And instead, he had his hand on the chicken switch. Got on the boat, let the ship sink with everybody else on it. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I 
just you know, man, I just hope that there might just be some form of a glimmer of resurrection from Father. I don't know where, where. what it could be, but you know, we that 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 ship's probably sailed long ago. Yes, like you've been saying, and well, I mean, if that's the case, well, then what comes? Um, people are going to get just exactly what they deserve, right? Like Here's you the said, title. These people. Here's the title of the article I wrote. Trump's final legacy will be the betrayal of his base and his failure to defend America from the coming purge from the left. Damn straight. You nailed it right on the money. Yeah. Drove the nail home with one whack, man. That and was it was a thousand words, and I could have easily done 10,000 words. I left things on the cutting room floor uh, when he never went after big tech. I mean, I mentioned that in passing, but that was his big undoing. Um, mm-hmm. And when they when they uh, deplatformed him, he should have grabbed the federal marshals, gone to Menlo Park, and arrested these people for antitrust violations. Couldn't even do that. Well, there's all kinds of things that should have been done, and you know, and here we are, um, you know. So asking kind of how, like I've been just kind of trying to generally gauge people and how they're feeling right now. Um, well, uh, you know that I don't know if betray, betrayal is a word, yes, but um, not deceive. What's the word I'm looking for? It starts with the D. Um, dispirited, uh, mm-hmm. you know, completely just feel uh, completely ripped of, ripped of a void because of saying, "Hey, man, you know, we've got the country. We're going to save it. We're going to do this. We're going to do that," and you fail to act. You know, what was the one promise? Um, you know, by the way, uh, Sean David Morton is out of prison and um, caught a oh, few What messages. did he go to prison for? Uh, it was something to do with taxes. Um, <clears throat> he was basically surprise. showing people how to kind of, you know, a few loopholes. And they, you know, basically the federal government said, well, you know, it's okay if you can do it once, but you start teaching people how to do it. And then uh, you got to go what? You got to go bye bye. So they did. They locked him up for five years. He's got throat cancer. Um, mm. They, he, I mean, he did. They did damn near everything short of trying to kill the man in federal custody. Mm-hmm. And so he's out, and he said, "You know, the one thing that the president should have done is he should have done and what he was going to do and what he said on his very first promise. You know, if I was the president, your ass would be in jail." Yeah, to I Hillary know. Clinton. Mm-hmm. And because he failed to act on that one simple thing, well, by God, look at where we're at now. I mean, and then everything else that falls in behind it. But, you know, uh, the head of the snake, the linchpin to all of this is Barack Hussein Obama, the CIA mentor oh, yeah. communists. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I um, yeah, you want to hear a funny anecdote about Sean David? He actually, he actually saved your network and did him a favor. This is a true story. Okay. okay do, you really, do you really want me to tell this, or should I tell you off oh. air? No, no, no. You go ahead. You're all right. Okay. Well, you may not say that after I tell you this. I, um, um, I was invited by your upper echelon management at the time, you know, the guy that died that owned the network and mm-hmm. his wife, right? So... They set me up, and some of the guys you've mentioned to me before, they were they were part of my orientation, and I was coming on. And um, it's actually a blessing in disguise it didn't happen, but um, 
I'm getting ready to come on, and um, I was invited to come on Sean's show to promo my show, which was going to air after his the following week. And he went on the show and just eviscerated me. Mm. And, I mean, it was terrible. And that my, is horrible. my news director at the time heard it. And she calls me and she said, Dave, we're not going on their network. And I said, well, let's give them a chance to explain. And, uh, but I canceled my interview. So what, what he did in the second half of the show was go through things I had written and said and embellished them into a different meeting and then attacked me on that point. Mm-hmm. And he was defended by upper management because he was the revenue producer for the network at the time. So we happily walked away. Yep, and you know, I'll tell you, I mean, I've seen all kinds of people that are swinging axes, backstabbing, cloak and dagger movements and all this, you yeah. know. And and I said, you know, Dave, when I first came into doing this, uh, now coming up on eight years, on the 23rd, it'll be eight years I've been doing these broadcasting and um, I said, when I come into doing this, I'm going to stay out of all the geopolitical chicanery within yeah. any forms of stations, uh, <clears throat> yeah. anybody's button heads and want me to pit sides and pick who to, you know, stand with. Hey man, I'm not, that's not my, per- I'm not that person. I'm not going to stand in here swinging the sword for you and sharpening it in the background. That's not my, that's not my gig, you know? And that's why I say a lot of us all in the alternative media, the independent media, the true media, like me, you, and many other great uh, broadcasters up there across the nation need to come together and stand on the same stone instead of being pit pit against each other because I'm pretty certain within a vast majority of all these alternative radio stations, they've been, um, you know, uh, infiltrated by the agencies. Yeah, so you have to ask yourself, why would he have done that? I don't and, know. And, and, and listen, know, I'm not maybe... speaking about him disrespectfully, but he said things about me that just weren't true. And he embellished meetings right. that weren't even close to what I had represented. Well, and, maybe you and... might have been you might have been a threat to knock him off of this pla- um, off of his off of the throne, you know? I mean, I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. I don't know personally, but I'm Well, just, I heard from you know. a couple of people that were on your uh, network that called me and they they were horrified. In fact, one of them eventually Well, I could imagine. One I of them ma- actually I'm not going to mention who they are, but one of them actually left the network over the treatment of me. And and it's, it's fine. I, I'm not even angry at the guy. I'm sorry he's got throat cancer. I'm sorry he went to prison. But, um, you know, unprovoked attack. And that's what you mentioned to him. And uh, I never got to speak out against it. I just said, not going on there. And uh, you brought up his name. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I don't know how many years ago this was. This was way before you were on the network. And, oh, yeah. Uh, um, who was the guy's name? Um, okay, I can't think of the owner's name. He had a nickname. Uh, Mike uh, Nighthawk. Yeah, that's it. Hawk. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, I just I just said I told him and his wife. I just said, you know, I said, are you okay with this? And they go, well, we give him free reign. I said, okay, well, I'm gonna go reign somewhere else. Right. And, well, and, you know, I saw I saw something like that take place the other night. See, we do a lot of roundtable late night broadcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, where a bunch of different hosts will get together and we'll be talking. And I saw a person that's been at the station for quite an extended period of time um, literally chew, I mean, surprisingly, I'm, you know, 
Uh, Scott McKay, excellent broadcaster, doing great work. Um, I'm surprised he didn't need a pair of pliers to pull the teeth out of his ass. Uh, you know, and he messaged me the next day. He goes, I can't believe what happened last night on the on that round table. Yeah, yeah. I go, no, I go, I know, I go, I was appalled too, man. I go, I'm sorry. I go, it happens. You know, just you know, take it with a grain of salt and keep moving on. You know, don't don't let it affect you. Be like a duck in water. You know, let it roll off your back. It's how I've always been, and I just don't pay, you know, I don't get into anybody else's riffraff. You know, like I said, I'm not swinging your sword. I'm not going to sharpen it for you. Exactly. And, exactly. you know, I don't, you know, that button of heads just needs to go by the wayside, and people need to get on the same page. If we have any chance of resurrecting what the hell's going on um, within the country and amongst the populace uh, with this division and not being able to find common ground. Well, you know, all is well that ends well, because then... Um, at the same time, this is kind of interesting too. Um, Ted Anderson contacted me, and uh, he he blindly referenced the event without mentioning names, and he said, "You want to come on GCN?" And I said, "Well, you know, it has to be Sunday night. I'm still coaching college basketball, blah blah blah." And he goes, "Yeah, we can do that. Love to do that." And then the delay started. And the program director would never get back to me, would never help me set up my stuff. Ted Brewer went through something similar, and this is over at GCN. And then um, uh, finally I found out there was a personality on that network that didn't want me on. So they were telling the program director to block me coming on. <laughs> so I don't oh, know why I've chose tonight to reveal this, but like, like, oh, I, said, I, mean, like I said, it, Trump, it's... Trump, Trump gets betrayed. We all get betrayed, okay? <clears throat> you know what? I, 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 so I took the, the GCN exit. By the way, too, Ted Anderson contacted me one other time, too, and asked me to come on. And I like Ted. Listen, I really, really like the guy. Personally, he's a good man. But there was someone over on that network, and you can probably guess who it is, that was threatened by me. And not, it was bizarre. And, and so uh, then I came across, uh, this is from GCN people that knew what happened, and they hooked me up with this guy where I'm at now. Global Star Radio Network, and uh, that's mm-hmm. spread into other venues now. We feed off of that, and KYH Radio too. We have two networks that we work off of to spread to affiliates. And uh, had I gone on GCN, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. Had I gone on your network, I wouldn't have had the opportunity. And I got to tell you, I like to support people at your network. They were good guys. There were good hosts on that network, but for some reason, John David Morton just didn't like me, and. Um, you know, and he, and he went off on me. And, you know, it's funny, too. When I when I told uh, Hawk, I said, I'm not going on that show. I said, do, do you really want a pissing match on air? He goes, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So so what did Sean do the whole time? I wasn't there. Where's Dave? Looking for Dave under the rock. Pretty interesting. Oh. Yeah. That's a true story. Wow. Anyway, you know, here's why I tell you this, though, okay? Go ahead. I'm more yeah. of a mean, excuse my French, but I'm more of a mean bastard today than I was then. I take no crap from the deep state. I take on people in the highest centers of power, and I've had my house vandalized. I've had my communications messed with. I've lost employment. I've lost money. Okay, I've been messed with. But I am more resolute today than I was then. And I was stabbed in the back, not once, but twice. And this is why I'm telling you this story. Okay, I didn't sit here and cry in my milk, woe is me, woe is me, go away and be defeated. I said, no, I'm going to keep looking for opportunities to move forward 
and to spread my message to bigger audiences. And I've accomplished that because I didn't sit there and make excuses and hide. And this is what Donald Trump has done to us since the election. That's perfect my point. Analogy. And I'm not you, saying that I'm the perfect it. guy. Well, I'm not perfect at all. But you know what? I, I, I know people who are, look, Ted Brewer would have done the same thing. Doug Hagman, and I think you, Paul Preston, all the people I just mentioned would have had the same ability to be resolute, have resilience, and rise above the BS. Oh, and, you're, you're right. Absolutely and and right, Donald Dave. Trump has failed in comparison to both myself and also my colleagues. That That's why I told you the story about that. Now, having said that, Sean David Warren, if you're hearing this, I'll pray for your condition. I hope, I hope you're able to recover. And you have some gifts on the air. I hope you're able to share those gifts. But uh, every, every word I said here was true. And the, those were people who were trying to crush me. Right. You know, and I hear, you know, I understand how that goes, you know, and this is the first network I've ever been on, the only network I've ever been on to this point. But, you know, I know for a fact that I ain't worried about nothing because <laughs> if something happens, I can always find somewhere else. Exactly. Somebody wants to have me on. So. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know. Yeah, you're no, you're exactly yeah. right. And and I'm here to tell you there's always the next best opportunity. And the reason I was looking at your network this is kind of funny too. I was on RBN and and Michael Powers who now is the general manager and part owner of one of the radio stations that uh, sponsors us to affiliates. And I love Michael. He was on RBN as their program director. He recruited me. And um, the owner even though I was outdrawing everybody by double with the worst time slot on the network, he wouldn't give me one minute of advertising. I said, I'm not doing this to get rich, but I should be able to offset my expenses. And and he wouldn't do it. And yet, their number one host during the week, I was double him. And Michael was telling me this, one of the board ops was too. And that's why I started looking at your network. And then I got offered to GCN when Ted called me. Um, and I got to tell you, folks, you got to be resilient. I thought Donald Trump was one of the toughest men I had ever seen. Now I think he's milk toast. He's a wimp. He has backed down in the face of tremendous opposition. But my feeling is when they come to take me to the FEMA camp, I'm dying in my doorway. I ain't going with them. And I think you know, Trump would I think Trump would go with them. I think you would die in your in, in, in your doorway. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you, it's to the point where people that continue to put up with this uh, tyranny, well, you're only going to continue to have the boot forced more and more on your throat until you can't breathe, right? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Hey, yeah. man, does everybody see this? What's going on right now across the country? Shut down businesses and, you know, literally a mask on your face so that you can't breathe. I just, you know... Like I said, I try not to go anywhere, Dave, because I know I have no need to go anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere out amongst the populace because well, everybody you is crazy. And serve nuts, you well. You, know? you won't have to take a vaccine. Well, that's fine by me. You know, yeah, me and too. I and I you know I've warned indefinitely about that. People, when you better not take the mark of the beast and that thing they're sticking up your nose, they're actually microchipping you. Um, and if people don't want to believe that, and that's a hard pill to swallow, well, I'm sorry to be the bearer of the message, but it is the truth. Don't shoot the message bearer because you don't like the message. So if you go out there and you think, oh, I need to go get the COVID-19 test, the PCR test up the nose. No, man. 
which measures the flu and the common cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, know the uh, flu is down yeah. 90, 93 percent. Gee, how amazing oh, yeah. that is. Uh, gee, any chance that maybe one or two of those cases are diagnosed as COVID? Oh yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I you know I got to be careful how much I say because I don't want to say too much about anybody specific or anybody close, but. Um, somebody was like, well, I got, you know, somebody was told they got COVID-19, so I was around them, so I'd probably better go get tested. Well, sure as hell, they go get tested. Oh, I got COVID-19 too. Okay, well, what's the person's symptoms? Can you please explain to me? Well, I don't think he's dying. Okay, that's good. Yeah, anything else? I don't know. I think he's just kind of got the stiff, the, the stuff, a stuffy nose and the sniffles. I go, really? So they're basically diagnosing the cold as COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, anybody that's out there that's got a half a brain, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dave, there are engineered viruses and weaponized viruses and biotech and all this, but what they've pulled off is the biggest ruse ever seen in a, in recorded history. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it really is. <clears throat> and in fact, I got I got to do a spot here real quick here because we got about seven, eight minutes left and I didn't do this. Go ahead. Uh, and I should have done this because um, um, I- I've taken soon-to-be-worthless cash from the bank, and I put it into gold, silver, and Bitcoin, and I was over-leveraged in my bank, and Noble Gold straightened this out. And I'd been advertising for years, and I know people were happy with them. And so I, I asked the owner, I said, why do people love you guys so much? He goes, because we don't pressure them, and they're happy with the work we do. And I said, can we talk about me for a while? And I've been back many times. So, uh, folks, I'm telling you, uh, if you have assets to protect, you need to get with the good people at Noble Gold. You can go to noblegoldinvestments.com or call them directly. And they're the friendliest, no pressure. Here's what we can do for you. Uh, this is what your asset portfolio will look like if you do this. And, for example, they'll do the Noble Gold IRA. If your business goes out and they were the source of your IRA, you're done. If it's Noble Gold IRA, gold backs it up, you're not done. And that's the kind of thing that they can do for you. And and I'm a walking, talking testament of this. I love these guys. Give them a call, 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. And we're talking with John Wayne. And I'm doing some heavy-duty revelations. Um, and let me ask you this question, too, because, you know, what, what Sean did to me was not right. Okay, but I always admired him before that. That was kind of funny. I actually liked the guy. Um, I know his dad was naval intelligence like mine was. He had some good revelations. So is he out and about? Is he working again? I, From what I've gathered, he's just out trying to acclimate back into society uh-huh. after being incarcerated for five years, battling you know throat cancer, and then still oh. being under you know parole. Um, so, you know, very limited, not working. I think he's done a couple of um, broadcasts with a couple of other hosts. But other than that, you know, just surviving, I guess. Yeah, as... That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear he's, he's out. And, and I would imagine the charges were probably trumped up. Uh, Martha Stewart taught me a big lesson about the feds. Never, never talk to the feds without a lawyer, ever. Even if you know you're not guilty, and they say, if you're not guilty, you'll talk to us. No, because they can lie. You know, they put Martha Stewart in prison because she said, uh, I didn't do anything wrong, and this is how I did this, and blah, blah, blah. And they changed her story, and then they said she lied to the FBI. And she said, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. 
and the judge believed the FBI and she went to prison. Wow. How yeah, bad is you know, that? And I could see something like that happen to Sean David Morton, too, because I've seen it all along, because he was an antagonist to the deep state. So I could see them taking yeah. advantage of this. That's oh, why when we, that. we pay our quarterly taxes on our business, we don't mess around. If anything, we're guilty of overpaying. Right. You know, and that it's sad that the country's had to come to such extent for um, it's all it's all over uh, special domineering control of its citizenry. You know, it's it's unfathomable. You know, this makes Orwell yes, sir. 84 looks like look like, uh, you know, Napoleon playing in a sandbox as a child. Um, yes. What's coming, what they plan on executing and exacting. And I just I really do. I pray and I think people. People, you know, I believe in prayer. Prayer is very powerful. Absolutely. Um, and in union and in unity and not only together, but, you know, um, trans- transform thought and energy into that the yes. ethereal space, you know, mm-hmm. above. Just project that up above. Say, hey, Father, you know, we're in a pretty bad spot. Can you please watch out over us and take care of us for right now? And, you know, uh, speaking of revelations, interesting, I caught one of your broadcasts the other night where you were talking about um, the intruders um burglars into your house and you were completely oh, yeah, and utterly yeah, yeah. defenseless my, my younger years yes you know i had an incident the other day i was here at home getting ready to get into the, get into the shower i had underwear on but i got a knock at the door okay well, i'm not expecting anybody you know uh, nobody's supposed to be showing up that i know of and the knock persists two more times well, in the middle of these uh, two more times, I literally grabbed the cutlass off the wall. I've got a sword. <laughs> I could just I'm, envision it. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm standing here, and I've got my sword drawn, stone on the backside of the door, you know, just hoping whoever's there just goes away. Well, they finally end up going away. It was a package I wasn't expecting to receive. But the thing is, you know, you talk about feeling defenseless, right? Um naked in your underwear or completely and totally utterly unarmed it's the most horrible worst feeling you could ever have in your life yeah those little punks that were in my house they they outgunned me like crazy once the cops cops caught them it was pretty scary um i had nightmares i had nightmares oh, I like you wouldn't believe yeah and i almost shot a 13 year old kid um had he turned around I would have shot him because I knew they had guns. I heard him talking, and um, if he'd turned around, I would have killed him. And unfortunately, he didn't turn around, so he lived to go to this uh, reform place for one month. That was his sentence. Mm-hmm. Nice judge. And then, and nice then, judge. then right back out, slap on the wrist, and right back in and doing the same damn well, thing yeah, he was doing before. And I had my car stolen in that same time frame, and the cops thought that that was the guy. And I left my wallet in there from the gym, and um, that's how they knew how to found the house. So they thought they were wow. going to get a twofer on me. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, like I said, um, I, I, I have a reputation for not backing down in many different ways. But, uh, you know, when you face the beast, we're all mortal, and we all have our fears. But I, I will say this. I supported Trump for almost six years. And it's in the last week where I said I'm done with him. He doesn't have the guts. He's not resolute. You and I have the guts. And like I said, Ted Brewer, Paul Preston, Steve Quayle, 
my friends, my colleagues, they have the guts. We all would have stood up to these people. I don't care what they threatened. Because if they tell you they're going to kill your family, they're going to kill your family anyway. That's right. you got nothing Make- to lose to, with these people. And, and in reality, at my advanced age now, you know, too old to fight and too fat to run, I'm still dumb enough to believe that I should stand up to these people. Because the Lord commands you to, that if you don't defend your family against evil, you're no better than a slimy dog. That's right out of the Bible. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, um, I mean, and, and it's sad to say there's so many people out there like that, Dave, that would just, yeah. you know, roll over and turn somebody in or say, hey, you know what? I don't believe with this guy, so this is what I think or this is what I believe he might be doing. You know, go get him. Uh, wow, man. You know, and then people that think they're going to go get him. Hey, like you said a while ago, I want them to understand blatantly clear that once your usefulness is up, you're expended as exactly. well. Exactly right. And, um, and and like I said, I'm not backing down to this administration coming in. I'm not backing down to the goons that they'll send to my house. Um, I'm not backing down. And if enough of us take that attitude, then we can make life tough for them. You know, Bob Griswold and I've talked about that aspect of it too. And, and no way if I a macho man now. I mean, there was a time. And, and I don't mean to be bragging here, but I, you know, I was a third degree black belt. I was the youngest in the state of Colorado when I achieved it. I had done some golden gloves boxing. I just loved to fight, but I did so usually in a civilized way. And once I got to a certain level, if I would have attacked somebody and gone to jail. Because if you reach a certain level of profi- uh, proficiency there, they nail you if you fight. But right. I, I have you to know, tell you, today you're... I'm a shell of myself, but I wouldn't put up with this crap. And I want this word to go out to these people. I'm not putting up with your BS. Hey, my friend, we are totally out of time. I got to scoot. You, you were awesome. Thanks for listening to my <laughs> my revelations here, my deep, dark secrets, and I'll be in touch with you soon. Right on, Dave. We'll catch you later. Talk to you later. You, Bye-bye. You, hey, I got to say just one thing, too. Your show is awesome. This, this, oh, thank you. you. I, I, I need to get you back on. Okay. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Take care.